Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey everybody, this is Hondo Carpenter from Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation, Las Vegas Raiders Insider Podcast, part of the Fans First Sports Network. Remember, just click that join button, get to stay right in tune with us. I'm joined by my good friend. We've been doing this for so long since Rutgers entered the Big Ten, which was 2009, right, Matt? 12, 2012. So we're going on 11 years now. And great friend of mine. He's, whoa, you're moving all over the screen. You're giving all our viewers. <laughs> I'm it so. All right. Um, but, Matt, I've been doing this, you know, for a long time and 11 years. And the thing that I appreciate about him is, is we come on each week, we get into just really straight talk, like two guys sitting in a restaurant over a burger, and we want you guys to participate in it. We have had tens of thousands of new viewers and I want to thank you all for it. But I, it's important to me because people will send me emails. And I don't like, and I know Matt doesn't either, when media members treat fans and listeners and readers like they're idiots. We don't have jobs without you guys. So let's just establish this, number one. We don't have jobs without you. And so we greatly appreciate you all. Number two, this isn't a podcast or dropping F-bombs. We're professional journalists. He's the editor and publisher of the Spawn.com, part of Sports Illustrated's media group. I'm an editor and publisher of Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation Las Vegas Raiders coverage. I'm a Raiders beat writer. 
He's a national writer. That's just not what we do here. We're professionals. We discuss the team in a professional manner. We can talk about players and we can talk about things. And it's not personal attacks. It's just not how we operate. We do it professionally. But we appreciate all of you based on the literally the thousands of you that are watching. Clearly, you enjoy it. And I want to tell you this because I get teased a lot by our listeners, and that doesn't bother me. They go, Hondo, do you have a perpetual cold? But no, when we film this, you know, <laughs> Matt's on the East Coast, I'm on the West Coast. So I started filming this morning at 4 a.m. So mm -hmm. I apologize. It's just early. My voice doesn't normally sound like this. But Matt Halatic runs the spun.com, an absolutely awesome website. And it covers all of the world of sports. I thought his Kentucky Derby coverage was extremely good this weekend, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. But he's a great professional. Matt's good to talk to you. Man, we got a lot of Raiders talk today. We're going to dig deep. So hold on to your britches, everybody. We're going to have fun. I have said, now, I was one of the people that broke the story last year, Matt, that Josh McDaniels was not going to lose his job in year one. I also said that he wouldn't get a year three if 22 looked like 21. And some people have taken my comments. Oh, they got him in the playoffs or he's fired. That's what Hondo said. It's not what I said. I said, if 22 looks like 21, there won't be a 23. Now, I've also gone on record saying I fully expect Josh and Dave Ziegler back, and I think they should be. But So I'm not saying I don't think they're going to get there. But they had six wins last year. I think now the odds makers have come out and say that the, the, the line is 7-5. To me, I yeah, I, they can't go lower than six, but there's going to have to be progress. I think this team uh, needs to be in be competitive for a wild card. Now, obviously, I don't think that they're going to win the West. I think that's Patrick Mahomes'. I learned my lesson last year. I think it's Patrick Mahomes's. I think they have to be competitive. Now, that doesn't mean they have to get the wild card. They got to be competitive. I think this team, and I'm going to write more about it once the schedule comes out, so I'm not 100% sure right now. I think it's an 8-9 win team right in there. I think when I talked about progress, it's seeing new players coming in, fit the scheme, getting rid of some old that necessarily didn't, making those changes. Matt, when I talk to you about they've got to improve, is it a record to you? What do you think it is? Because I'm talking about from what I think Mark Davis's expectations are. Well, I do think they they can't go backwards record-wise. And I think even another 6-11 season would be a bit of a disappointment. But I don't – I agree with you. I don't think they necessarily need to make the playoffs to save the jobs of the head coach and GM. If they go, you know, set eight, seven, eight wins somewhere around there and they're showing signs of progress, showing signs of building, I think that'll be good enough to to have Mark Davis feeling uh, okay about 2024 and beyond. Now, what are those signs of progress? Well, I, I think, obviously, when you have a, a – franchise that's rebuilding and a franchise that's looking to to establish something it's about finding your core players and building around them the Raiders have some already but they got to find more and develop more and I think that will be a, a big part of the 2023 season yeah and I want to make this clear to our listeners and viewers because it's it's very important to me 
that there's clarity from what you hear us saying. Neither one of us thinks Josh McDaniels or Dave Ziegler's job is in trouble. I, I think we both feel like they're going to be back. So that's not what we're implying. But what we are trying to do, and this is the time to do it, is what are the parameters of improvement? What are the parameters? Obviously, I think we're going to see a lot more esprit de corps um, from the quarterback position. There was the clear disconnect from Derek Carr. There's not going to be that disconnect with Jimmy Garoppolo and Brian Hoyer and ultimately Aiden O'Connell. There won't, there's just not going to be that, but there, you know, there's not going to be, um, well, we'll get into more of that later. So Matt, let's talk about a couple of things. And again, we're going to get specifically into some players in a few minutes. So this is going to be a real deep dive today into the Raiders, but I want to talk to you about Josh McDaniels. I reported last year when no one else was that Josh had not lost the locker room. The players had not turned on Josh. And then, of course, there comes the critics. Oh, you're just a voice piece for the regime, which you know, because we're friends. I don't get paid by the Raiders. We work for the same company. I mean, I'm not getting a paycheck from the Raiders. And uh, that's not the case. It's just when I would talk with players. I remember I had Max Crosby on the show. And he said, we stand behind Josh. He hasn't lost us. We believe in him. Then people, what do you expect him to say? Well, he's already got his money. And you and I have been doing this a long time. If players don't think that, they're not saying it. So I, I can't do anything about irrational critics who want to accuse me of something that's not factual, working for the team or the regime, or saying players are lying. I mean, I don't understand how you can admire a player and then call him a liar. But the point is, he didn't lose the locker room. The players loved Derek, but they also saw the disconnect. And I've written about that. There's no sense getting into it. They respected him that everybody was the same. They loved. I had a bunch of players tell me they loved in those epic film watching sessions that Josh McDaniels would rip himself. He would rip his staff. Nobody was above getting ripped. I, I told the story. I don't remember if it was somebody getting a kicking tee or getting water out in the field for a timeout. I don't remember which one it was, but he's ripping people for not getting that done. I mean, a lot of players like that. Give me your insight on what you think of Josh McDaniels. Well, I think that what we saw, um, obviously, neither of us were covering it up close and personal the way you are now. But I think we saw when he did lose the locker room in Denver, how it became a kind of a disaster there. Um, I don't think from what I see as an outsider, what you've said as an insider, that they're at, they're at that point yet in Vegas. Um, I think this year will go a long way in determining what the rest of his tenure looks like there. I think they have to sort of establish a culture because, you know, this is his second year, but, there's been a good amount of roster turnover from last year, and there's a new quarterback. And it's not the franchise quarterback of the future. We've talked about what Jimmy Garoppolo's role is, but it's a guy who knows Josh McDaniels well. He's professional, so he's he's got a set kind of like that, you know, that tone in the locker room, that tone with his teammates. Uh, they brought in a lot of outside free agents uh, in the offseason. None of them especially – Huge names, big money signings, um, you know, like a Chandler Jones was or, or um, 
some guys, some, even Corey Littleton was a few years ago, guys like that. But they're all guys that have been around the league and, and they're trying to establish that culture, um, that base in in the in Vegas. So I think this year will go a long way to establishing that. I think that you this year, year two, results-wise, it's not going to be a great result overall for the Raiders, but it's going to be maybe the most important year for Josh McDaniels. And in some ways, it's almost like year one for him. Yeah. All right, so I want to dig in a little bit on Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, his injury history, if you want to discuss Jimmy and not talk about injury, I don't think you're having a fair conversation. But I also don't think it's fair to talk only about his injury history. This guy could be your franchise quarterback if he shows and demonstrates the ability to stay healthy. But if he doesn't, I think that's where you run into a lot of trouble. So when you talk about building blocks, hey, listen, I think Jimmy Garoppolo could be a guy that could play quarterback here at a high level for six, seven years if he could demonstrate the ability to be healthy. I don't think it's a slam on Jimmy. I think it's just being a truthful assessment. If Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be your long-term guy, he's got to stay health. But, man, they are risking it all on him if they think that he's that guy just based on his track record. But when he's healthy, he's a winner. He is accurate. He is a guy that I think if if, if you could guarantee me that his health would be where Derek Carr operates, mm-hmm. I would say it was an upgrade from Derek Carr. And But when you look at his ability with his passing, with his ability to work within the McDaniel scheme, you got to give the guy all the credit in the world. I know this. I've talked to two guys since Jimmy's got here that are really excited about him, just his personality, the kind of guy that he is, how he operates. So, again, all of the risk here on Jimmy is injury because none of it is in his ability to play, character, leadership, all of it. Is that a fair assessment of Garoppolo? I think so. I mean, you look at what he's done when he has had the opportunity to play full seasons or close to full seasons. He's either taken a team to the Super Bowl or to the brink of the Super Bowl. So I think that, you know, this is obviously a guy who can play in the NFL. He's proven it over a long period of time. He's a guy who can be your starter and you can rely on him for the most part performance wise where he's unreliable is when you're worried about his health because that's really been the major issue like you said i think when you look at you know they sign him three years ideally i think if you're josh mcdaniels you get two three years out of garoppolo and in that time you've acquired whether it's through the draft trade um probably wouldn't be another free agent signing but um, you acquire a guy that you think is your guy long-term at the position, um, and then you make that transition, um, which is, I think, what the 49ers were hoping to do with Trey Lance before injuries kind of got in the way. All right, let's look now at Josh Jacobs. Um, arguably one of the best running backs in all the National Football League. He was the rushing champion last year. Now, I want to go back because I don't appreciate revisionist history. Um, I predicted the Raiders to go to, to get to 12 wins last year to win the AFC West. And clearly I failed and I don't mind holding myself accountable because we're professionals. That's what we do. But 
I said before last season, if I was the Raiders, I would not have picked up the fifth-year option. Prior to last season, he took himself out of a lot of games. There was missed time. There were just things about Josh that you saw that made him an elite young back. But there were reasons that I wouldn't have picked up the fifth-year option. Now, we see him in a situation where he played out last year and played at a super high level. Josh McDaniels even bragged about the guy doesn't want to come off the field, but that was not the case prior to 2022. But it was a contract year, and he balled out. The Raiders and he have a franchise deal. Uh, well, that, that's not true. The Raiders have applied the franchise tag on him. He's not showing up for anything. I don't expect him. I think if, if the Raiders don't get a long-term deal, I would be shocked if we see him before training camp at all. And I would not be shocked if he doesn't show up till the first week of the season when he starts getting docked. And I don't blame him. He doesn't have a signed deal. He's not doing anything wrong. I don't blame him. But I don't. I wouldn't blame the Raiders either saying, you know, hey, we got to hedge our bets here a little bit. We got to be careful. You're a running back. Yeah. Um, again, great player, but there's a risk and reward when you look at out of four years in the NFL, three of them, all four he played well, but three of them there was getting himself out of some ball games and, you know, some lost time other than the contract year. Where do you think it sits? Do you do you agree with my assessment? I don't blame the Raiders for doing the tag. I, I know that they would like a long-term deal, but it's going to have to be one where they can get out because that position is so injurious, and we look at his first three years. What What's your thoughts on my analysis of Josh Jacobs? I think there's some similarities which, with that and what's going on out this way in New York with Saquon Barkley, where you have a guy who, when healthy, has shown he's one of the best running backs in the league and had a huge year last year uh, in what basically amounted to a contract year for, for Saquon. He played on the um, the fifth-year option of his rookie deal like Jacobs can. Um, and now the Giants franchise tagged him, and there's, you know, he's hasn't been at workouts and things like that. They're kind of at a, a bit of an impasse. Um, I think that it makes sense for a team because as good as these players are, you have to hedge your bets a little bit at the running back position because – there's so much turnover out there with guys. Just, they get beat up and, you know, they start to lose effectiveness as they hit their mid, uh, usually the late twenties, you know, so Josh Jacobs, I think is 25 right now um, heading into his fifth year. And, you know, you expect him to be able to play well for at least, you know, a couple more years. But if you sign him long-term, how long-term do you want to go? Because if you're going down the road where, you're paying him a lot when he's 29, 30, you're probably not getting a good return on investment. So I don't blame Josh Jacobs for saying, hey, I'm not showing up unless I get some financial security. You know, it, it makes total sense for him. But I also don't blame the Raiders for kind of playing a little bit of hardball. And I think that if there's no – I think the Raiders wouldn't mind signing him to beyond 2023 at the right price. Uh, it's something that they feel confident about. Um, but I think if there's no – what would you say? Yeah, and you know, fans will say the teams handle it wrong. Josh is handling it wrong, and and my point is, I don't think either one is handling it wrong. No, I think it's really the way that we see this work. And again, it kind of goes back to what we're seeing now with the Giants and Saquon Barkley, where the player wants a long term deal, wants to be paid well, 
and the team is saying we don't want to rush into this. We want to make sure we get something done at a price that we feel good about. And I think that if Josh Jacobs and the Raiders don't come to an agreement by, you know, sometime in training camp, he'll play because I don't think guys want to lose money and, and get docked, like you said. But I don't see him lasting in Vegas beyond 2023 if that's the case. So I want to make sure I heard what you said. You you think if there's no long-term deal going into the season that'll play, which you and I both agree on that. But you say if that happens, you don't see him coming back. I don't see him coming back because I think at that point, the, you know, unless his performance was so just out, outstanding that the Raiders had no choice. Um, to, I mean, can they tag? I'm not sure. The tag always confused me. Can they tag him again in 2024 if they wanted to? I believe you can use the tag twice. So, I mean, I guess they could technically tag him again. But still, I feel like if there's no long-term deal, multi-year deal in place by, you know, week one, the odds of there ever being one are, are really low at that point. All right. Matt, let's move on to Devontae Adams, the best wide receiver in the National Football League, in my opinion. Phenomenal. Had another great year last year. He makes everybody better. Um I, I look now, let me just say the interest of full disclosure. I genuinely really like him personally away from the field. Um, tremendous man, good man. Um, he's great in the locker room. He gives you his best. He's not going to say stupid stuff. He's not going to get in trouble. He's a man of integrity. He practices as hard as he plays. So everybody, I, I'm going to give a story. Irvin Johnson or fans call him magic. I'm, I'm from just Irvin. He once said to me, you can't be a great player if you don't make the people around you better. I thought that was one of the most brilliant things he ever said to me. Devontae Adams does that. He isn't just a guy. Like, for example, I don't think Aaron Rodgers makes people better. And I think Aaron Rodgers is a really, really good quarterback. But I know a lot of people that have been in that locker room with him and played with him who didn't really care for him, felt like he was aloof. He kept himself from his teammates, not really a good teammate. Great player. no. I mean, good player. Nobody's questioning that. But I always go back to what Irvin said. To be great, you got to make others better. Devontae does that. He's going up to guys. He's, he's given wisdom. When it's practice and it's his rep, he's all out. So, so those corners and those safeties know he's playing like it's a game. He makes everybody better. That's a building block it's a foundational block for the Raiders your thoughts on Devontae and listen when you make the trade and invest that type of capital in a player you have no choice but to make him um to view him as a building block a foundational piece and I think that he came to the Raiders from Green Bay thinking I'm gonna win you know I'm going to a place where I'm ready to win didn't work out in year one and the guy that he came to the quarterback he play with, who he's very close with, played with in college, obviously, um, Derek Carr is gone. But that's where I think a, a guy like J Jimmy Garoppolo comes in big here because he's a, no a known quantity. He's a name that's established in the league that, you know, if you're Devontae Adams, you're not working with a green rookie or, a, you know, an untested free agent signing or something like that. You got a guy that, that's been around the block a few times. Um, but I think if, if Devontae Adams is their best playmaker on offense, um, I, I definitely on a perimeter, 
especially now that they lost, you know, Darren Waller. I, without a doubt, he is the the guy that they need to build around offensively at the skill positions, not just in 2023, but beyond that. So, and I expect him to continue to be great, continue to be elite. So let's talk about Jacoby Myers. This is a guy I, I, not getting a lot of talk, which surprises me a little bit. He's not getting a lot of play. Another building by guy. I think a great compliment to uh, Devontae Adams. You may remember because you and I'm a lot older than you, but they used to have um, in Dallas, you know, they had Michael Irvin and, and Alvin Harper. Harper. And they, yeah. Yep. They had Alvin Harper. To me, Jacoby's that Alvin Harper role. And and I think he's going to have a career year this year. I think it just makes Devontae better to have another threat. We're going to get into some other guys. I know they're not saying the only one. But let's talk about Jacoby Myers. Yeah, I think that was a pretty solid free agent signing when you look at the length of the contract, the money on the contract, the type of performance that you're getting out of Jacoby Myers. I think that he is well-equipped to play that kind of number two role. If he's your best receiver, you're probably not dynamic enough offensively. You don't have an, enough of a threat at your number one spot. But if he's your number two opposite Devontae Adams, you're in pretty good shape, especially with some of the options that the Raiders have in the slot. I think that you have someone who clearly knows the offensive system. He played, with Josh, played for Josh McDaniels every year in New England up until last year. Uh, so he has that kind of connection. I don't think him and Jimmy Garoppolo played together at all uh, in New England. But, again, Garoppolo knows the system. He knows the system. Should be a pretty smooth transition there. And by all accounts, you get the guy who's coming from that that Patriots infrastructure. You know, he's a profession, professional, going to come in and do his job. And you're not going to have to worry about him from that aspect. So I think it's a, a really good fit, at least on paper, uh, checks all the boxes for the Raiders. I want to ask you about Colton Miller. And obviously I'm leaving a big name out of here. We're going to get to Hunter Renfro in a minute, but let's talk about Colton Miller, another building block. One of the best left tackles in all of NFL. Zero issues, nothing. The guy's a hard worker. He makes people around him better, like we talked about with Devontae. This is a guy, you put him out on the left side, you don't worry about him, you just let him go. This is a guy who's so good that I think he gets overlooked a lot, and, and that happens a lot with offensive linemen. But another building block, let's talk about this guy right here, Colton Miller. Well, there's a couple of positions where you really want to have, uh, when you're building a team, you, you want to have solidified. And one of them is left tackle. And the Raiders have that with Colton Miller. You know, I remember when they drafted him, there were some eyebrows raised that they did it a little too early. They reached for him. Um, but it ended up, you know, it worked out well. John Gruden uh, and, and Mayock, they were around for that pick. They, they, you know, they hit a home run there with Miller. And you look at their offensive line besides him, you know, I think the Raiders are hoping that Dylan Parham becomes a building, you know, continues to grow into a building block next to him at left guard. They have some new bodies up there. You know, they signed Alex Bars. Um, you know, they, they're they trying to sort out those other spots. But it's a lot easier to sort out your offensive line and, and plan when you have the key position taken care of uh, like they do. Okay, now let's talk about Parham. I was going to bring him up next. He was a third-round draft pick. 
in 2022. He came in head of, he had, to me, he had a super underrated season. You know, the Raiders offensive line took a beating um, in, in the media, but they also blocked for the NFL leading rusher. They weren't bad. Let's not pretend like they were bad. There were times, especially in pass protection, they were not good. But as a unit, they were not bad. I remember saying before the year, and a couple of the Raiders offensive linemen um, mentioned it to me before the season and after, appreciated that I, I went out on a, a line. And I said, if the Raiders don't have a good year in 2022, the reason's not going to be the offensive line, and it wasn't. Parham played really well. I think they see him, and I agree. He is that building block next to Colton Miller. I think the left side of the Raiders offensive line is going to be set for a few years. But let's talk about Parham. I think he had an underrated rookie year, and I think you had a lot of respect for him as well. I did. And, again, when you are taking a, a lineman on day two, an interior lineman on day two, that's kind of like the sweet spot for interior linemen, I feel like. There's always maybe one or two that go in, on the, in the first round, but most of the better ones go – uh, at some point in the second or third round. So that's where you're hoping to find a guy who's a long-term answer at one of those spots. You're hoping to find somebody who can start uh, and, and you know, be counted on and can maybe get a second contract beyond that four years of the rookie deal. And I think that it was a solid start, like you said, to, to Dylan Barham's career last year. And I think that they're hoping, the Raiders, that, that he becomes – a, a guy that you can count on and build around because then you have the entire left side of your line shored up because you have Colton Miller tackle and Parham at left guard. And now you can kind of build out around the other positions uh, and you know, the blind side's taken care of. So uh, he is a critical piece in 2023 and beyond uh, his development for, for Las Vegas. Now let's talk about Hunter Renfro. This is a guy that I expect, um, I was the first one to break the story that I was hearing about calls being made for Hunter. I also was the first one to break that. I didn't think the Raiders wanted to move him, but um, I I'm now telling you, I expect him to be gone sometime after June 1st. I'm not saying it's imminent. I'm not saying there's already a trade partner lined up. I'm just saying, I expect him to be gone. Not, and, and I'll get into all my reasons why, after he is gone, um, there's no sense getting into it now. It's just, it just, it's, it's, it's not necessary. But I will get into all of it if he is. But this is a guy. He's an All-Pro wide receiver. This is a guy that can do a lot of things in the slot. I think though, with Jacoby Myers and with Devonte, you want maybe a little more speed. But this is a guy that can do a lot. I mean, let's. Uh, he's a ex-All-Pro. He's a building block, and I, I I said I didn't think the Raiders wanted to get rid of him. I want to make sure that's clear, but this is a guy that could be a building block. Um, we already know what he can do, but, again, I expect him gone post-June 1st. Your thoughts? Well, maybe that speed element is why the Raiders picked Trey Tucker when they did um, a couple weeks ago. So that maybe that's an added element in the slot there, like like you said. Um, going to Renfro, going back to Renfro, um, I think he is going off the, the assumption now that he does get moved, which you're saying you're expecting. I think he's a, a really nice trade target for another team that is, you know, a team that's built to win and is looking for that complimentary piece at receiver because you know what you're getting. He's going to run great routes. He's going to be dependable to get open. 
He's going to catch the ball. He's got great hands. He's going, you know, he's going to move the chains. He's physically, you don't look at him and say, wow, this guy's a, a freak of nature, but he's a better athlete than he looks. Um, and, you know, he's just produced from the time he found the field at Clemson where nobody really knew who he was, um, you know, catching game winning touchdown in the national championship game from that point on, he's produced every single place he's been, he's produced. And I think that that's why he could be a potential building block for a team. And if the Raiders do choose to move on from him or, or do move on from him, like you said, they will. Um, I think he'd be an excellent pickup for, for anybody. You know, a team. Yeah, anybody, anybody's looking for that option in the slot to, uh, to be reliable. You know, I'm going to tell you great guy. He's a wonderful human being. I mean, he's a great football player, but he's a great person. And and I also want to make it clear, there's no hatred. The Raiders, I think, would be pleased if he's here. And 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 I there's I, I want to make it clear. I'm not trying to say there's any hatred, there's right. any any malice. I'll, again, I'll get into all of it if he is moved, which I expect him to be, but I'll get into all that later. Now let's turn to the defensive side of the ball, and this is not a long conversation when you're talking about surefire building blocks. First of all, you've got a man that I believe is the best defensive end in all of the National Football League in Max Crosby. I have, and Matt, you know I've been doing this for decades. I have never seen, now I want you to hear what I'm about to say, because I've been around a lot of great ones, as you know. I have never seen a superstar like Max Crosby who practices the way that he practices outside of two guys, and neither one of them were from the sport of football. Think about that one. And that was Irvin and Kobe. And I had a privilege of watching both of them practice, so I know this firsthand. I'm not taking people's word for it. Uh, excuse me, and Michael Jordan, I forgot about that too. Those are the three players that I equate Max Crosby to. I had a privilege of watching Michael Jordan practice in Minneapolis, Minnesota one time. Um, I had the privilege of, of watching Kobe in a private session one time and Irvin in private sessions multiple times. And these guys are all like Max. They're superstars who in practice, you can't tell it's not a game. They make everybody around them better. And again, I, I mentioned Devontae's that guy now. But they're just that mindset. I'm attacking the football field. I've watched Crosby. I mean, I put video of it up. He's running sprints with wide receiver and winning sprints. And he just practices that way. I would not trade him if I was the Raiders. He would be one of the few players on my team. There is no way. I, I trade him for anybody or anything. I think he's the best in the league. Your thoughts on Max? I think he does it all. He obviously wrecks havoc as a pass rusher, but what you see is that he's able to defend the run. He brings the effort, the intangibles that you're looking for, brings the leadership. Um, I think that I don't know him personally. I just know his story, his background story, what he's been candid about sharing about some of his past issues and how he overcame them. And I think that no, no, take that into account and you tell telling me what he's like up close and personal. I think that kind of spurred the drive and spurs the approach he takes to football where he 
everything is all out. There's no time for me to kind of go, you know, half speed on something or, or take a play or two off or take a rep off. You know, he's, he's all out, you know, that's how he, his approach is. And that's why he's become gone from a fourth round pick to a franchise guy. One of the best in the league. He is like you said, he is the building block on defense for the Raiders uh, and should continue to be for years to come. And I think the key for them is who else is going to be a building block with him. You have to start to figure out in 2023. There's a couple of names. There's a couple of guys that could be in that mix, but you have to kind of sort through and see if they have what it takes and if they're going to be there for the long haul. Yeah, I totally agree. You know, you, you, you talk about that and I know Max both as a player and I know him personally, you know, back all the way to Eastern Michigan and I just love the guy. There's literally not one thing about him not to love as a person. I mean, again, total building block. All right, let's go over to a guy that clearly is on the downward side of his career, but I think he's right on the cusp of Hall of Fame, Chandler Jones. Yeah. He's a guy that last year did not have a good season. Nobody's trying to pretend like he did. But he had an awesome 21 and comes into 22. Now, I want to credit Chandler on something. Because in my criticism of the success that he had on the field in 2022, I tried to say it many times, and sometimes fans don't listen. It was never effort-related. He gave the effort. He just did not perform like the Chandler Jones of old. I think having Tyree Wilson there is going to help him. But Chandler Jones is a guy I, I don't – and because he's a potential Hall of Famer, I, I felt like I had to bring him up in this conversation. I don't think he's a building block for the future anymore. But I also don't think in having this conversation and in keeping out a potential future Hall of Famer that you don't yet you do that without at least a caveat and an explanation. No, without a doubt. And I think the Raiders are hoping for more production from him this year. And I think that, think that one of the guys, the guy that you mentioned in your answer just now, Tyree Wilson, the Raiders need him to be a building block. They need to have hit on the number seven overall pick. They need he him has to, to be. be. Has to be. Um, and I think one of the keys to his development in year one is getting to work with a guy like a Chandler Jones at that position and kind of learn some of the tricks of the trade and learn the, the approach that he takes to the game professionally and learn how he, you know, he, he conducts his business in the weight room and in the training room and on the practice field and all those things where he can have a potential impact to lay some groundwork for Tyree Wilson in the NFL, because that's a guy who is going to be with the Raiders for the next few seasons, at least. And the Raiders want him to be a 10 year pro for them, because when you take a guy in the top 10 of the NFL draft, you want him to be with you in a productive role um, for a long time. Right. And really, that explains the status of the Raiders. We gave a bunch of players who were building blocks on offense, and there's really one on defense. There's a lot of other guys. Next week, we're going to start getting into other players who are contributors 
And, you know, what what will it take for them to become a building block? Can they be a building block? Or are they a pl plug guy? We're going to get into all those, but I want to stick on special teams because they have two special teams guys that are absolutely um, top tier. And that's, of course, special teams. Let's talk about Daniel Carlson, the kicker. I think he's the best kicker in the National Football League. He's Mr. Reliable. Again, that guy's a solid building block. Without a doubt. And when you can have a, a kicker with experience, kicker you can trust, um, it alleviates one potential headache on game days where you don't have to worry about, you know, can I count on this guy to make an extra point if we're if we're trying to tie a game in the final minute? Can I count on him, you know, to, to make a big field goal? Can I count on him to just take care of business and make the kicks he's supposed to make? Uh, they can with Daniel Carlson. So, th again, that is something – uh, a box that's checked that that goes a long way to uh, to alleviating some potential headaches for a head coach. You know, when you look at the Josh McDaniel system, kicker is so vital because it's ball control, isn't it? It is. One thing I want to say is you talked about the building blocks on offense, and I think we were we'd be remiss to mention not mention one more guy, and that's Michael Mayer. Michael Mayer is going to be a building block for them offensively at, at tight end. Yeah, but he's not now. He's a rookie fair. that hasn't done anything, and we're going to get into that later. That's fair. And then, you know, when you look at the Raiders and punter, mm -hmm. and here's another guy. He just does his job. He doesn't – you know, he's, he's not going to get in trouble, but, man, he's going to do it right. Talk about that. Yeah, A.J. Cole. I mean, he's a guy who has been there, punter, for a few years now. And, again, you talk about ball control, how important special teams always have been to New England – how important they are going to be to they are and they are going to continue to be for Josh McDaniels with the Raiders. You name of the game in the NFL is offense. We know that you got to score points to win games, but you do occasionally have to play the field position game. You have to have a guy that you feel comfortable with as a punter that can flip the field if needed, um, can kick directionally, can do those little things to help you win a ball game. And I think that the Raiders feel that AJ Cole can. So that is again something that they can kind of take off their plate. I agree. And again, A.J. Cole, just another building block in this ball control offense. That's exactly what you have to have. Okay, next week we're going to get into the schedule because the schedule will be released. I'm going to give you my predictions. We're going to run through it, talk about it. And then in two weeks we're going to come back and we're going to really dig in on these guys who maybe aren't building blocks but certainly contributors. I think Andre James – Mm -hmm. could become a building block, the center. I think he could absolutely get there. I think he's a, a good player. I wouldn't call him a building block right now, but I think he could, could become one. We're going to look at some other guys. Alex Bars had a really good season last year. The Raiders re-signed him this year, but can you call him a building block? Jermaine, Jermaine Illuminor mm -hmm. is another one. We're going to look at a bunch of guys um, on the defense, guys who I think could be but aren't. We're going to keep our deep dives all throughout the offseason, and we'll have some mini-camp stuff to talk about. So, man, from Sports Illustrated's Law, uh, Fan Nation, Las Vegas Raiders Insider Podcast, part of the Fans First Sports Network, and my guy Matt Holatic from thespun.com. Go check out the Spun. Just put it in your favorites. It's been a good podcast. Thanks a lot for joining me, Matt. Anytime, Honda. Always a pleasure. You're the best, my friend. I appreciate you. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. 
laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun, for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. 
We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over a hundred social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S. excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.